because we take this job so serious. Man, I went home yes. that day and talked to my <laughs> wife, Vicky. And Vicky was like, what's wrong with you? You pissed off? Yeah, I got this part that I'm working with back in the radio station. Man. <laughs> Negro be lying. <laughs> what in the all types of blue hell? Yes, it's Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. Negro, Negro be lying. <laughs> you know what, Cole Johnson? A, if it were not true. Oh, my God. And B, if you weren't one of my best friends, I'd sock you right in the eye. <laughs> oh, man. But it happened. Oh, my All God. All because of Kurt Warner and a stat line I threw out. Oh, man. <laughs> Hell, my it's, mother it's didn't believe. Listen, my mother didn't believe half the stats I would quote. And she would just look at me and go, there's no way you know that. She, her mind, she, oh, be, really? she was Negro B-Line. Negro B-Line. <laughs> yeah. Of course, being my mother, she would say it another way, but I will not say it on the air. With YSL Happy right. and Cole Johnson, Snowman here, we are enjoying ourselves on this Thursday. You know, you know what's funny? Bass is not the only one in my life that uttered that statement after I threw out a very true stat line. It mm-hmm. With Bass, it was Kurt Warner. With and right. Victor, if you're still around, you can vouch for some of this. When I worked at Chicago State University, I would throw people would like question me about MJ and about the Bulls and mm-hmm. so many other so many other teams. And I would just throw a stat line out there and they would just give me the same look that base gave me after the first week we worked together and mm-hmm. would utter the same thing then they would be smart they would smartly go home and do their research and come back to me and go how did you know that right (laughs) right because i've thrown some stats at you cole johnson Mm -hmm. and you gave me the eyebrow a la the rock Mm -hmm. yeah like there's no way you should know this ish and then the next day i said this go ahead (laughs) i was like and, and in that very same episode i said to you it's like man uh, I mean, he's done this countless of times for me, and I probably have only, I've only corrected him probably twice, maybe three times, mm-hmm. and the correction is probably like, maybe he's off a year or off a yeah. yard well, that's, yeah, or that's, off a day. When, we, whenever he's wrong, whenever he's wrong, <laughs> it's, it's not, he's even not that wrong far by off. much. Right? It's not even he, that far off. He might miss it by a year, yeah, a, a centimeter, yeah, whatever. He <laughs> might be off. Mm. <laughs> But I mean, he's dead on, and I'm and and didn't touch a Google. I'm like, how in the world? Hey, that's that's pops. That, that yeah. that's pops getting on me about reading box scores and diving in, really, really diving in. And I mean, I have it to a degree, but it's not nearly as strong as yours. Shit. Listen, I, I, I dad would hand me, stats, but dad would hand me the sports. Dad would hand me the sports section, especially on Sundays before oh, yeah. football. Yeah. Um, so Chicago Sun Times, one of my favorite newspapers that I used to read. Big thick ass Sunday edition, mm-hmm. and all the college football scores would be there. Of course, of course all the, the 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 odds from the NFL yeah, would, would be there, mm-hmm. and some and baseball was winding down, so baseball box scores would be there. He would get the paper first. He would read his sections. Of course, he'd mm-hmm. snatch the he'd snatch the funnies. He'd snatch the cartoons the cartoon section, mm-hmm. and then he would bring it to me with the sports section. 
and part of the funnies and would just smile real big and go, have at it. <clears throat> okay. My sister would come up and go, what are you doing? I'm reading. I'm like, reading what? And she'd come over, she'd see the box scores, and be like, oh, that's boring. And she'd walk out. Mm-hmm. Well, dad would throw little things at me. Good sister. Uh, yes, very good sister. <laughs> dad would throw little things at me and said, did you, he'll go, did you read the sports section today? Yes, sir. And he'll like test me, like, okay, what was this final score? And I would say it. And he would just pat my shoulder and like, yeah, you put in your work. Mm. See, and what we're doing here with Snowman in the Morning is just taking lunchroom conversations and making it live. Mm-hmm. For the most part, yeah. Because yeah. this is what we used to do in the lunchroom back in high school all damn day. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where <laughs> a couple of my teachers would participate in a football pool each week for the NFL. I don't know how they would find me, but they would find me. Mm. And they said, look, we got these games that we need to pick. We <laughs> put our point spreads down from <laughs> 1 to 14, and we don't trust anybody else. One of them was an assistant baseball coach. Mm-hmm. And he's, he said, I don't care if it's your worst week. I will trust you to make me some money and get these points right. And I would just do it at random. Yeah, until the same teacher I kept coaching wound up winning. Oh, Mm. Word got around the faculty, and it was random no more. <laughs> no, I, it was the the worst kept secret was no longer a secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst kept secret was no longer a secret. And one of the one of my English teachers would come up to me, and and she goes, "I heard you know a thing or two about football." Yes, ma'am. And she'd whip out the pick sheet. Yeah, mm. have at it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I'm doing this for you, too. Yes. And if you help me, man, <clears throat> I'll buy you lunch. Uh, you're going to have to oh, better. Oh, I, I looked at it. I, I looked be at it with an a. a. I better be getting an A in this class. Listen. <laughs> listen. Well, I was earning that anyway on my own. I know that. I looked at her and I said, you're going to have to do better than that. Oh. You're going to have to do better than that. Okay. And she goes, are you challenging me? Yes. Because you're not the only teacher I do these picks for. Well, one week, the last week of 88, the only week I picked against my 49ers. Rams wound up winning. She walked up to me and handed me an envelope. She did that. Yeah, she definitely did better. Oh, yeah, she did. And still bought me lunch that week. So you were doing this as early as a sophomore in high school. Wow. Yes. Wow. Hell, I was doing this for my mom. Cause she would be mm. in a pool at her at her job. Mm. Next thing I know, dad would be in a pool at his job. <sighs> I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just putting numbers by teams and going off of a field. And so dad coached me into really start studying. Thank you, Brent Musburger. Mm-hmm. And Here's a personality for you. Thank you, Jimmy the Greek. I was just about to say, that was around the time mm-hmm. that Jimmy the Greek got all in the hot water. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy the Greek, Pete yeah. Axelm, all of them. I mm-hmm. study all of them. 
That's where it. I want to say eighty six. He's yeah. one of he's that's, one of yeah. the first to really yeah. like between eighty five and talk about num- sure. talk about yeah. numbers and stuff like yeah. that. On, right, right, right. On TV, yeah. on air. Jimmy the yeah. Greek was the yeah. one. Jimmy the Greek was the pioneer. Yeah. Was the pioneer of it. Was the pioneer of doing that. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's uh, paid attention to the show for the last for the last well, when you're when you're in our age group, you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy the Greek Snyder. Mm-hmm. Man, that's when it started. Mm-hmm. That's when it, that's when it started. That's when Dad like really like <laughs> coaxed me into reading reading box scores and mm-hmm. looking at the spread. And he would throw one. Dad would throw one question at me. God rest his soul. When I would make a pick, he would look at me and go, "Are you sure?" I would retreat back to my room and start and, and start reading again. And then I'd come back and I go, "Yes, I'm sure about that." Thirty minutes later. <laughs> nice, nice. Six says, "No wonder why the snow household didn't have to worry about bills in the room." <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! One thing, one thing. A lot of that was pops. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of that was pops. Yeah, I was about to say it's not. Yeah, it's a lot not. Of that that, was dad. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not that your father was chopped liver in in no. sports too. No, 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 no. Because if he, if he, if your father was anything like how my father is, yeah, that dude could just simply tear you up and down mm-hmm. with the sports knowledge he knows. Oh, man, yeah. please. Yeah. I've said this to you many a time off the air, and you've repeated it back to me. Imagine if my dad was still here, and the four of us were in the same room. Oh, man. <laughs> all four of our wives would be angry at all four. Oh, of yeah. Are you all finished speaking now? Good Lord. You've been in the same spot talking sports for like six hours. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know what my wife. Yeah. My wife would come in and start rubbing my shoulders and, and she'll, she'll say something to the tune of, okay, time for tall man to go to bed. Can't play with his friends anymore. Got to go. <laughs> Yeah, I think my wife that would be one. I think my wife would have talked all the wives into going to the casino and going to play some slots. Like, oh, She's like, no, come on, let's go, let's go out, girls. Don't worry about them. Let them stay there talking. Let's go. And they would be like, okay. Oh, good lord! My wife would slip a fa- would pull would throw a curveball at me, and she goes, "Oh, cause, so you're playing this one, this one, and this one." Yes, I swear. I swear like, the more- sure this is this is the spread you want. Yes. Am I taking the point? And she's heard me say it so many times. Am I taking the points or am I laying the points? She actually did that to me one week earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she heard the picks. Mm-hmm. She brought a game. She brought a game to me. And it was the 49ers and the Rams, as a matter of fact, week mm-hmm. eight. Oh, so when they were playing Los Angeles. When oh, they okay. were playing at SoFi. Mm-hmm. She oh, says. Inglewood, I'm sorry. Yep. She says. Are you taking the points in this game or are you laying the points? I said, baby, I'm laying them all. And she said, all right, I'll ride with you. Smart call. And then 131 to 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get into the odds all that much. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I understood it, but I just didn't get into it. But uh, yeah, I always respected <laughs> those who did, though. Look, wait. Oh, Lord. Put, put, put his comment, put Sigurdi's comment here. But Jody, it's the best part of the conversation. Just another half hour, please. This is getting good. I wouldn't have gotten two of those words out of my mouth before she would kiss me and start rubbing my shoulders. Ah. All right, that's it. That's it. Like I gotta go, guys. I'm out. <laughs> now that's that's how you're supposed to do it. 
that's don't listen. don't chastise them. Just kill just kill them with kindness. Like you man, nice, man, look. Every time I'm on a live stream Come with on, someone, every time I'm on a live stream with someone, and she would be trying to sleep, and I'm trying not to be loud. She would just. Come kiss me on. She would just come kiss me on the ear or the back of the neck, and I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go. Bye." Smart woman. That's a smart woman. Um, can we get Samuel L. Please for that? Yeah, we're about to get it now. I don't remember asking you a thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're having fun here on this trip down Thursday edition of Snowman of the Morning, along with Wise El Jefe and Cole Johnson. Um. Wise, pick your five favorite Yankees of all time. Ooh, we're gonna my, talk my my five favorite my this, five, and, favorite. and I'm gonna introduce them Bob Shepard style. Okay. I already know. I already know one. I get this. I'll get this one out the way. Number two, yeah. Derek Jeter. Yes, right? number two. Yeah, yeah number, number two. That's, that's, that's one easy. on that list. Yeah, number one. Yeah, that's easy. Is there a certain pitcher that's on the um, list too? No. 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 Okay. My number two players are Bernie Williams. Bernie. Bernie, Bernie Williams, Williams is my, my second favorite number of all time. Uh, number three. Okay. Yeah. Number three would be uh, the captain Don Madden. Don Madden. Donnie Baseball. Yeah. Why is Donnie he not baseball? Oh my gosh, man. That's a discuss. That's a two-hour discussion in my, and of itself. My, my number my, four. I had a. <clears throat> I, I, I had a roommate that loved Don Madden. Yeah, number, idolized my, 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 my number four. Um, my number four would probably be um Paul O'Neill. There you go, there you go. Because you gotta understand, these, I'm talking about play, like I guess we have these great legacies, the Magic and all, but I didn't see yeah. them play. Right, right, I'm, right. I'm right, talking right, about right. the pair of players I was able to see play. No, they they're like. I'm saying I could Babe Ruth, all of them, Mickey Mantle, they're all great. And, yes. and that's the, and that's the thing but with me. I can't I can't I say they're running. my favorite players because I never saw them play. Never saw them play. play. Exactly. I'm saying exactly. I'm going by the lures and the videos and, and all that. And, but and for who's, me, your, who's your number? Who's your number five Yankee? I don't remember asking you a thing. Thank I, said, you. I, I know people should think that Mo would be number f- up more, but he's my number five. But you, you know what? You, can, you, for me, you know what you can do? You can mm-hmm. probably just lump up the core four. Yeah, there you go. That's what it sounds like. As the core four, the late nineties, early two thousands team. Yep. Yeah, like the core four. But then you, but then I, I got players like I, I, I love Willie Randolph. Um, I miss Willie Willie Randolph. Second Same. Rags, Same. Rags was my, one of my favorite Yankees of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love, I love Willie Randolph. Um, um, how about there's you? so many? Jimmy Key, fun. I love Jimmy Key. Lefty, one of the most mm. lethal left-handed pitchers. Jimmy Key, ever. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, I love Jimmy Key when, when he, he came was... when he came over from Toronto, 1996, yeah. I believe he came to came to the Yankees 94. because I remember came... him being on that '96 squad when they won it all. Yeah. He was the starter for Game Six. Uh, I love that Jimmy Key. Series, I believe I believe he was. I know he was with Toronto. And he won a title with the Blue Jays. Yeah. He, and I yeah. also know he won a title with New York. That's correct. Number yeah. 22, Jimmy Key. Yeah. And yeah. Um, underrated pitcher. There's so many. There's so many. Like, um, we'll see what of course, you. Posada. But because the core four. Mm-hmm. Now, my. my here's, yeah. here's, 
Here's the thing about Jimmy Key, and I'm glad you mentioned his name, Wise. Here's the thing about Jimmy Key. Lefties tend to do this a lot, but you never know which angle they're going to throw from. You can was, tell with righties. He was one of the most underrated pictures, pictures in baseball. He'll, they'll drop us. Righties will drop a certain way, and that lets you know, okay, he's going to come three-quarter or he's going to come sidearm. Right. With Jimmy Key, he always had this overhand windup, and he always worked from his chest. He didn't have an over-the-head windup. He worked from his chest, but then you didn't know until the last minute if he was going to come overhand or drop sidearm. That's the one thing I hated me, and loved about he, Jimmy Key. To me, he was, he was so underrated. He, yeah. And when he got hurt, in Toronto, and then he came to the Yankees. A lot of people didn't think he was, and he 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 he, he bought a chip to the to the Bronx. Yep, well, exclu gonna, exclusively with uh, the Yankees, he was more a three quarter away pitcher because of because of his injury in Toronto. Yeah. What about you, Cole? Who are your five favorite Astros? Five favorite Astros. So besides, Nona Ryan, besides Nona Robert Ford. <laughs> well, I I will definitely take. The, the number one off the table would be Nolan Ryan, obviously. Nolan Ryan, yep. Yeah. Uh, let me see. One of the best damn pitchers. Oh, God. I love him. And people try to hate and, 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 and disrespect him. They, they can hate all they want. I mean, I'm like, whenever, even when he pitched against my White Sox, whenever I saw Nolan Ryan pitch, I was glued to the television, all right? I'm like, I'm like that 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 dude was an elite pitcher to 46. You can, you can kick rocks. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Nolan Ryan definitely is my favorite Astro of all time. It's not even a question. Um, Number thirty-four. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll put Jeff Backwell there. Jeff of Backwell. Course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got to. Uh, Craig Craig Biggio. Yeah. Let me invoke um, a little Chris Berman. Killer Bees definitely got to be let there. Me, let me invoke a little Chris Berman. Craig Matt Nath Biggio. Biggio. <laughs> and he gave um, him that name when he played in the Astrodome. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, 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 and and. Of course, uh, of course, I gotta go with the now Jose Altuve. Okay, and uh, well, number twenty-seven, Jose and, Altuve, and of course, oh. and of course, my new favorite Astro now, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. Oh man! Uh, quick trivia question: Who were number tw who popularized number twenty-seven for the Astros before Jose Altuve? Glenn Davis. Bingo. Yeah. Oh. Bingo. Uh, okay. For my White Sox, my five favorites of all time, and I'm not even going to put a number behind it. You already know one, Frank Thomas. Big Hurt. Yeah, yeah. Big Hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, you know one another of my one. Favorite, my favorite White Sox is, is him. You know another one, Paul Konerko. Of course. Mm -hmm. um, Greg Lezinski. Ah, I saw him hurt my Astros when he was a Philly, but yeah. <laughs> and I saw, Greg I saw Greg Lezinski in person hit one over the roof. Oh, I can believe oh, it. That, that, that dude was park. That dude was country strong. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was. Um Ron Kittle. Mm. Rookie of the AO rookie of the year in 83. Wasn't expecting that one. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a cluster for a tie. Because um four of them occur. Oh, four of them claim one spot. Mm -hmm. Mark Burley. Jose Contreras, John mm. Garland, and Freddie Garcia. Of course, they're all from the 2005 team. And un understandable. <clears throat> uh, those, those, those starting pitching arms. <clears throat> they, they want, yeah, they bought them the chip. Ooh. 
Um, Untouchable. The MVP of that year, Jermaine Dye. Mm-hmm. Harold Baines. Oh, I know this is more than five, but you know, you never listened to me. Sorry about that. That's that's one of my um, favorites. One of my favorite lefties, uh, lefties, Harold Baines. Um, mm-hmm. another favorite lefty from his time with the White Sox, Jim Tomey, who had his 500th career home run. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's a bunch of people. I, 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 for, I forgot he. I forgot he actually spent some time with the White Sox. I totally forgot about that. Three years. Because uh, mm-hmm. he came to us in 2006. Right. Yeah. But I totally that's my that. list. And, and it gets and nice it gets one. longer with some of these kids that are playing now and having a hell of hell of an impact for the mm-hmm. White Sox. Yeah. You know. But see, you mentioned one of my favorite sluggers now, Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. I mean, I I, I have to mention him now because I'm like, um, you know, I, I go back and I'm thinking, I don't think I've seen an Astro slugger be that clutch in the big moment like him. If he doesn't hit Slugger. that walk off in game yeah. one, right against Seattle, we're having a mm-hmm. totally different right. conversation. conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm and and, 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 totally and, conversation. and I know others had a pops in it, but I mean, I mean, Altuve had pop in his bat in, in the playoffs too, and he had clutch hits and clutch homers. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't consider him a slugger. I just consider him an all round hitter, a yeah. slugger, a guy who rakes. Oh yeah, Jordan Alvarez. Never, never seen, never seen an Astro be that clutch in the playoffs like that as a slugger. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have that three-run bomb he hit in Game Six of the World Series. Yep, center um, field. I'm like, speaking God. of three-run bombs, here's your walk-off. The Thank 0-1, you. and Alvarez belts it deep to right field. Gets it goodbye. Unbelievable! The Astros a walk-off win. Jordan Alvarez a walk-off three-run homer, and the Astros stun the Mariners in Game One of the Division Series. Incredible! The house of horrors for the Seattle Mariners continues as they mob Alvarez by home plate. A reset for hour two, and we'll talk some left-handed bats when y'all get back. Hour two begins right now. Time for hour two of this spectacular. Ryan mm. McCoffey now joins us this morning. That's what you need to do to beat Josh Allen. You need to make him uncomfortable. Hour two, time for some spivey notes. And here's Jay. Well, I know he's only in his third year, but they're just wasting Justin Herbert. Hour two, the hardest working content creator I know, the playmaker. Hey, LeBron James, the greatest score for all time. Hey. Hour two, the one, the only, Christopher Dietz. They rewarded Ohio State for not playing, and they punished USC for playing. Hour two, Sam Shady. Oh, man. It's been a roller coaster ride if you were a Philadelphia Stars fan. Hour two, that's Big Ben, the man in charge of the BS3 network. And if I see Kurt. Two chains cousins. Hour two. Chris Bay's joining us. Oh my God! Oh, this game! Oh, way to go, Sammy! Hour two. Why is L? Oh man, I thought I missed it. What in the all types of blue hell? Time for hour two of this spectacular, and it starts right now. <laughs> The look on Wise's face during that. Oh man, I thought I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I, 
I came this close. I came this close to putting Lori Lightfoot on there, but I was like, nah. Oh God, nah. I'm not Mumra gonna do that. Enough. <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm not gonna do that. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna find a good this pick. Is, in this is for Victor. Yes, we're talking base. Wait, let me make sure the volume is up. Ruben Perez, a uh, friend of mine, joining joining oh, us here on the thank program. You. Thank, thank you, you Ruben. Thank you, brother. Yes, men are talking baseball. <laughs> uh, 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 oh. Black men are talking baseball. Oh, say that again, please. Oh. Black men are talking baseball. <gasps> no! Okay. I left off. Yes, left-handed, left-handed bats. I told Which, you one of my favorites. Daryl Strawberry. One of the prettiest swings I've ever seen. Man. Him. And smooth and yes. fluid. Mm-hmm. And fluid. Yonan mm-hmm. Alvarez, a slugger with a sweet swing. He has a sweet swing. Too. Yeah, he does. Two of the sweetest uh, swings from lefties. Don Mattingly mm-hmm. and Ken Griffey Jr. Well, Jr. just had a, a just his swing was just flawless, man. Yeah, well. Oh, oh, Ryan, I love you, man. He says, we need to get some black men talking hockey, too. Oh, say that again, please. Oh. We need to get some black men talking hockey too. Dag nabbit. Brian, your wish is our command. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about oh. those New Jersey Devils? Um. Oh, here you go. Wait, I mentioned him. Wait, Harold Baines, Prince and Cecil. Oh man, that uppercut wait, 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 swing. Sick. I, I don't think. I don't think Cecil was a left-handed. Cecil skater. was right-handed. He's right-handed. Yeah. Prince, Prince, Prince was. Prince, Prince had an uppercut left-handed yes. swing out of this world. Yeah, and you can tell when he got a hold of one. Oh yeah, oh, totally. You can tell when he got a hold. You got a hold of one. Now the prettiest swing I've ever seen in my life is King Griffey Jr. So yeah, Kinger's sick. Here. Yep, I'm with Kinger's you there. Here. Frank Thomas is right-handed, and Barry Bonds yep. was cool. Yeah, Barry Bonds. I Barry, loved his Barry Bonds. <laughs> swing was Pittsburgh. Cool. Pittsburgh Barry Bonds. His swing was just yeah. You, I'm like, his, how the heck? Because he would hit. He would hit all around over. that fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah. But San Francisco Barry Bonds is is a different story. Yo, yeah. Here's a left-handed bat for you, David Justice. Oh yeah. Underrated people. People don't talk about David him Justice. All that much. David Justice. Now I mentioned this guy already, Harold Baines. Yeah. When um, Baines, you wouldn't know if Baines tagged one or <clears throat> not. You wouldn't know if he uh, uh, tagged. You wouldn't know if he would tag one or not. But you knew he put a good he put a good swing on it. And he could spray the ball to all fields. You know. Now, if uh, all right, my favorite left-handed hitter, Tony Gwynn. That's my favorite one. Yes. Paradise, Tony Gwynn. Yes. That's my favorite left handed hitter. Tony Gwynn, you would think he got off to a slow start during the season. And then you look up, he's hitting 340. Yeah. Tony Gwynn doesn't even, he didn't. That's the thing about baseball. Like, you, there's no perfect baseball body. Like, there's no, 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 nobody is like, you would think Tony Gwynn would be drinking beers every day the way he he was. (laughs) I'm and he played he looked, his, he he played his normal, ass he off. Had, looked, he had a normal body. He looked like normal. Listen, like Tony Gwynn was one of the hitters you hated when he played against your team, mm-hmm. but you'd love to see him play. Oh, yeah. And I saw him play you'd a few times. Him play. Oh, God. It was a thrill. Uh, I think I saw him two times in the ballpark. It was a thrill both times, man, because 
It was it was a hitting clinic when you saw him at the plate. I mentioned this guy already, Jim Tomey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't, um, Ed Farmer, uh, oh, later Donnie baseball, definitely the, the late, baseball. yeah, yeah, gotta have Donnie baseball on that left handed list. Oh, gosh, yeah, um, Ed Farmer, um, who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, was the longtime play by play guy for the White Sox. He would always call him Slugger Jim. Oh, but Jim was a good hitter, Jim good one, Deets. Yeah, the crime, yes. dog. the crime, dog, the Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Mm. Hall of Fame crime dog. Fred McGriff. Yes, indeed. Speaking of 500, this is Jim, uh, courtesy of uh, the Chicago White Sox and MLB. Here's Jim Tomey. Let's take a look right now. The Dodge drives of the game. There it is. Sorry. Doing this on the fly here. Abe is going for it on that swing. I saw I watched that live and screamed my head off. I watched that one live mm. and screamed my head off. Yes, Roberto Alomar yes, was, was a switch hitter and yes, was. very underrated switch hitter. And something that a lot of people don't know, Roberto Alomar was the LCS MVP in nineteen ninety two. That's correct. For the uh Toronto Blue Jays. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um Ryan threw a trivia question at me, which I may yes. not get right, but I will try. What well, what year was Tony Gwynn's worst season in terms of batting ever? All right. Um, I'll pull it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. please do. I don't think I can get that one from memory. But I know he had a ton of 300 hitting seasons. He hit 300 for his career. Yeah, try 338. 338, wow. For his career. For his career, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, to answer Sick Diggy's question, yes, oh, I, we just did. Robbie Alomar was a switch hitter, mm-hmm. and a yeah. damn good one. Yeah, because uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, did you did you get the his average? Let me see. There we go. Career statistics. Um, uh, I want to have year year by year. I thought I would get it, but I don't. Hold on. Here, let me. Two eighty nine, and that was in nineteen eighty two. Wow. Wow. Every year after that, the man batted he hit 300 or, or higher. Yeah. Here's a here, here's a stat for you. Frank Thomas's career batting average, 301. Yeah, but I said he was three. Yeah, for a slugger, he was 300. Yeah. 301. Mm-hmm. 301 career batting average for Frank Thomas. Which I find that to be utterly impressive. Well, Frank Thomas was more than a slugger. Well, of course he was. He sprayed the ball to all fields. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my first favorite left-handed batter Besides Harold Baines was Don Mattingly. And Don Mattingly used to kill us every mm-hmm. time. Um, it was his rookie year. He only played 54 games. Yep. Bad at 289. Yep. 289. Mm-hmm. 289. Because in the following year, Good he job. played 86 games and he hit 309. Good job, boys. Yeah. Cool one, bro. Here's uh, about Robbie Alomar and his 92 LCS performance which netted him the LCS MVP. 
Game four got him that MVP because as a lefty, he hit a tying two-run home run off of Dennis Eckersley. That tied the game. Toronto wound up winning the game, tied the series, or led the series. And then Oakland won game five, and then Toronto massacred him in game six and blew the roof off the Sky Dome. Sam Shady with a football report. Breaking news, Vapors Vipers signed multi-year deal with Cashman Field to play there alongside Light's USL soccer team. XFL scheduled to drop today. Nice. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see some spring football. I'll answer this question. Yeah, I remember. Uh, vividly. Yeah, because that, that would have been vividly. a nice speaking of, a Montreal, New York World Series. Speak, yeah, speaking, no, I wouldn't yeah. have. No, it would have been, yes. been Montreal and the White Sox. Speaking of, uh, yeah, speaking of Tony Gwynn, that was the year he was supposed to hit 400. Yes. He for, was, for he was on his way to hitting 400 because he because when the strike when when the strike started he hit, he was hitting 394. Yeah, I was I would, uh, even more so than the home run chase in both leagues, and the Astros contending for uh contending for um yeah, I think it was NL Central or NL West. I'm sorry, NL West. Contending, yeah, contending for NL West title. Uh, and that was the first year we went three divisions. Yeah, so it was Central. I'm sorry, contending for NL Central title. That was the first year. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that was first. baseball yeah. went to three divisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though all that was all that was there, and I think we were having a whole boatload of twenty game winners. I I wanted to see Tony Gwynn. Oh, you get know what? 400. I was so upset. Ryan McCarthy just spoke a name out loud that I was thinking of in terms Larry of Walker. The pets. Larry Walker. Yeah, I don't think his numbers were inflated because of uh, Colorado because he was doing it in Montreal before. He, yeah, was, he, doing it. he was doing. He was tearing up Olympic Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. His his aren't. But another left-handed better, I think, would be Todd Hilton. Yeah, Todd Hilton. Most of his stats came at uh, Coors Field. Coors Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but Larry Walker. Did Larry it Walker was ter- oh, yeah. Larry Walker tore it up all three it. places. Larry Walker was a good batter. Yeah, he was. Just, Larry yeah. Walker tore it up in all three places he played. And piece of trivia: he started in Montreal. Of course, he went to Colorado. Where did he finish up? St. Louis, wasn't it? St. Louis. St. Louis. But man, oh man, yes, black men are talking baseball on this program. Really to to it, uh, one per one particular person. You shouldn't talk baseball. Fans don't like it. Well, we got people engaged in it. We already that mentioned. Works. We already mentioned Daryl Strawberry, who hit a moonshot <laughs> against uh, Houston in the same game. Lenny Dykstra walked off. Yep. And Nailed. let me test my knowledge. <laughs> 86 game three it was a saturday afternoon um strawberry tied the game for a piece houston got the lead five four dykstra walked off with a two-run homer uh six five was the final of that game you're correct it's game three because game four because the very next game nolan ryan no 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 not nolan ryan. no nolan ryan pitched game five didn't he yeah he pitched game five no ryan pitched was, game five no it was it was uh mike scott shut mike. them bats down quieted them down Mike, great scott Quiet, quiet yeah. them and chase them down. Even the series at two apiece. Yes. And then Nolan Ryan did his thing for nine innings. But the bullpen couldn't hold him. Yeah. Bullpen couldn't hold him. So the uh, the uh, Mets won that right. in extras. In fact, they mm-hmm. won the last two games in extras. Two games in extras. Yep. Because the epic game six with, <laughs> with, with Bob Nepper. Man. 
Listen, I've, I've, I've told this. Y'all story. remember when, when playoff games were aired in the afternoon and you had to race I home? I told this story. And you had to you had to race home to see it. So <laughs> I know I was you remember. Grade. Yeah. Oh, I totally remember. I was in eighth grade at the time. So you, you remember when uh when teachers didn't want to did, teachers didn't didn't want to teach at times. Mm-hmm. They, they would let t- TV do the teaching. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> well, the teacher, uh, the teacher in this class was a huge baseball fan. <laughs> so she rolled out the TV into the front of the class. He said, today, we're going to be watching playoff baseball. I was like, yes. <laughs> and we saw Bob Nepper do his thing for eight innings. And so school was over at the top of the, I mean, before the first pitch at the top of the ninth, yep. school was out. So yep. we left, and you, and you said it right. I rushed home. <laughs> and I, and this is when I was walking home. I know I, it. I know I, it. <laughs> I, I rushed home. And when I got home, I, I was I was so distraught when I saw that the Mets tied it up. I'm like, no! <laughs> so what happened? Yeah. And then, I, and then I was... How long was your walk home? It was about what, maybe 30 minutes? Yeah. It wasn't really Mets long. Did, 30 Mets minutes. did yeah. damage in 25 minutes. He cut it down. Yeah. See, but that day, he cut it down to like 20, 25. Yeah, Yeah, that day, that probably was the fastest I got from school to home. So good morning, Ben Sutterth. Good morning. And good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to Cool McCain, who's in the chat in the chat with us. Yeah. The way we're talking baseball now is the way we're gonna talk football tomorrow. So yeah. uh, hang on to that. Yeah, but, and then yeah, I was, Bob was cruising along. Yes, man. He was I mean, cruising along. And then the bats like, woke up. Yeah, in the bats ninth inning. Up, and I was like, oh man. And yeah. I want to say it was Mookie Wilson who hit one. And Billy Hatcher just couldn't reach out and get it. I think it was something on that along those lines. It's either Mookie Wilson or Kevin McReynolds. He hit one, and Hatcher was—I thought Hatcher was going to run it down, and he couldn't run it down, and that tied the game. Man, yeah. But 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 it was funny though. It was a good lesson that I learned because when uh, when Jesse Orozco struck out uh, Kevin Bass, and he launched that, and he launched his uh, his uh, glove to the sky. And then he fell into the uh, waiting arms of Gary Carter. A little bit of Keith Jackson for you. Three, two, and a bass. Struck him out. And I never heard the Astro Astrodome quiet. went pin drop yeah. quiet. Yeah. It was quiet for about a minute. Then I think you heard some polite applause. Yeah, you did. And, and, yeah. and I think I, I, I felt the same because I was like, I knew I witnessed history. It sucked. Mm-hmm. But I knew I went his history. I was like, oh man, was, 16 yeah, innings. This was these 16 good, innings. These are two good teams. One just outlasted the other. I, mm-hmm. I hated it. It wasn't my team, but you know what? Doggone it. And it was cool to learn that lesson at 13 because yeah. if I was younger, I probably wouldn't be able to handle it. Like six years before, I didn't. Mm-hmm. When the Phillies did something similar, but it was only in 10. 19. Yeah. And uh, I think I gave you the closer. In the tenth inning of that game, and uh, oh, it was game five because it only went five only games. Five, yeah, it only went five games. Mm-hmm. It was Dick Ruthven, yes, for the Phillies who closed that out, mm-hmm. and the and, Phillies won that game eight to seven. Oh yeah, and and in that in that particular year, Deeds, yeah, when Jesse Roscoe hit the mound, game over. 
No question. Game we'll over. Talk, we'll talk some more pitchers when we get back because I have a question of my own, and I want to get the all the baseball fans involved. We'll switch to the mound when we get back. This is Snowman of the